Welcome in to another edition of the channel podcast. I am your host, Rainey, alongside my good buddy, Austin Brown. It is September the 18th, 2022. The Vols take care of business this weekend against Akron in a big way, 63 to 6. And now we set. Go ahead. What? Covered the hefty 47 and a half spread. Covered that spread. As the Josh Apple team is ought to do. It's 63 to 6. But now, but now we set our eyes on Florida because it's Florida week. And I, I'm just going to get straight to it. Like, I just, this weekend is going to be the most hyped weekend I think that I'll ever experience. I, I've been to some really hyped up games like in my time of watching Tennessee football, going to Neyland, going to Knoxville, there is a buzz about this game that is going to feel, not even feel, it is. It's going to be one of the most insane games. And I said it last week on the podcast. If you're not there, get your ass there. And if you don't have a ticket, still get your ass to Knoxville because this is going to be an insane weekend. The buzz is real. The buzz is real. Tennessee's coming in 3-0. and Florida two and one. And I'm actually kind of glad that Florida pulled out that game last night because you did not want them coming in, losing a heartbreaker and pulling out haymakers all over the place in this game. As college game day rolls into Knoxville, the Gators are rolling into Knoxville. This is going to be one hell of a weekend. And I cannot wait. Like I said, even if you don't have tickets, we're tailgating. G10, be there. It's going to be mayhem. It's going to be the most insane atmosphere. I thought Ole Miss was was crazy last year, the atmosphere for that game, but I think this game is going to be on another level. I think this game is going to be – it's going to take Neyland to another level. But let's just uh, jump – go ahead. I completely agree. It's going to be one of the greatest environments we've had – Definitely in recent history, even that environment we just came from in Akron, like the upper deck was filled for Akron. It wasn't filled all the way for Ole Miss last year. I mean, and it was filled for Akron. There's such a excitement about this team right now that I haven't seen around this fan base since 2016. And even I think if we beat Florida, it'll rival that excitement because I don't know. It's just there's been such a drought and such a of a, of a of something missing and. And the new upgrades to the stadium and the new excitement of this team and winning over, over Pitt, which I didn't, I, I didn't, I, I mean, I assumed it would be amazing or the fan base would just be great, you know, and everyone's so, so excited. But this has exceeded my expectations, which I did not see coming because my expectations were through the roof. I, I, I said it last week. I said it last week about the Pitt game. The team struggled. They, they did not play a great game. But to watch themselves pull something out that they that they should have easily, I wouldn't say easily won against Pitt, but they, they have the better team. They have the better players. To see them as a team pull that out and they witnessed it firsthand with their eyes and they watched it, that is huge. Because now when they get down in any game, it doesn't matter which game it is. They're down. They don't lose. They, they don't come unraveled. They, they don't lose at all. They don't say oh we're gonna lose this like here we go again this it's not like that it's it's not like that and this is the first time tennessee we're, we're, they're ranked number 11th right they're ranked number, number 11 yeah number, number 11. 11 now this is the highest ranking since october 9th 2016 mm-hmm. and um i just the buzz is real Th- this is going to be really fun and i know it's florida and we have to pump the brakes a little bit because it is Florida. But I, I said it earlier this year. I just I think they're gonna blow the doors We're, off Florida. I, that's just what I'm feeling inside. You know who who also thinks they're gonna blow the doors off Florida? A lot of Florida fans. I've been reading their comments, and they're like, Tennessee's going to beat our ass. This is going to be a bloodbath. And it's it's just like I've never seen that before. Have you ever seen a Florida fan act like they are pretty sure they're gonna lose to Tennessee? I've never seen it in my life. It's it's like it's like reading some ancient text, like you just didn't think that was possible. <laughs> we're in, and we're 10 point favorites. We're double digit favorites over a oh, top so- 20 Florida team. 
How so is that line, even humanly possible? So the line went up because when I when I left Knoxville today, it was seven and a half. Yeah. When I, think, I left Knoxville today, it was seven and a half. I saw a tweet an hour ago from Clay Travis saying it was ten. Okay. Wow. So it went up. It went up. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's that's. I guess people are in Vegas for putting money on Tennessee, but the eyes are in Florida, man. They're rolling in here, and I would hate to be Anthony Richardson. Florida has played nothing but home games this entire season, and they're about to roll into a hostile environment, I mean, aggressive environment, a violent environment, because this fan base is so ready to to explode. They are so ready to explode, and I think they're more anxious to explode now because I don't want to make the comparison to like ooh, 2016, like this. We were the same way. It feels different. It feels different. We have a coach that's not dumb. He's not dumb. We have a quarterback that's really good. He's just very smart. There is a quarterback yeah, that is just not... I was dumb, man. Well, <laughs> I'm just an saying. idiot. You know, those airplane or those astronaut guys, they're just they're just dumb. I, no, I'm yeah. no, no, but no, what I'm saying is Josh Dobbs carried that coach. Mm-hmm. Jo- Hennon Hooker is not carrying this coach. This no. is a well-rounded team. Have you looked at the stats from last night? I mean, uh, on Saturday. Sorry, um, Saturday night. Yeah, I've well, seen, yeah, last I've seen, night. I've seen some of them. I think the, the stats. They are the ball. Besides Jalen Hyatt, was so spread out. It was a, such a team effort. Mm-hmm. And when you when you see that we had six hundred something plus yards of offense, total offense. And then you look at the numbers, you're like, oh, there's no way. Because this person had 50 yards, this person had 60 yards, 40 yards, 20 yards. Like, it's just so spread out. It's so spread out. You know what it kind of reminds me of? It kind of reminds me of, like, this is an odd comparison. Well, not really when it's how Tennessee plays right now. It kind of reminds me of, like, the uh, Golden State Warriors in their heyday, which I know they just won a title, but when they were in that 2016-2017 era Mm -hmm. of when they were winning title after title. And you got just about the same contribution from Steph, Clay, uh, Draymond Green, Andre Godala sometimes. It just reminds me of that. Like, and we move a lot like a basketball team. We spread it around. We keep we, we keep we keep you on your toes. And we don't it's 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 just it's beautiful. Man. Hoskins tailgate. Hoskins tailgate on Twitter. He brings up a good point, which I agree with, and I've heard a lot of this. Uh, Hoskins tailgate on Twitter. Uh, we have to contain uh, Anthony Richardson, make him beat us with his arm. We should be good for four TD lead if he has to beat us with his arm. I think Kentucky, speaking of um, what he just mentioned, I think Kentucky kind of kind of gave you a blueprint of how to contain him and how, how to kind of beat him. And I'm pretty sure you, uh, USF used the same blueprint last night, and USF is is a bad team. They're a bad, bad football team, and I don't want to hype BYU like, beat them by 30. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, Florida almost lost to a team. Should have lost to a team if it wasn't for a bad snap. Yeah. Uh, they would have lost to a team that lost by 30 to BYU. So that's the Florida team that's walking into Neyland Stadium. That's a Florida team that has to walk into a Neyland Stadium that's going to play – a Tennessee team that is has one of the most electric offenses in college ball history. I mean, shouldn't it honestly? If we were any other team, if this were like Auburn or Ole Miss or something, we wouldn't be even that pumped about this game. We'd be like South Carolina game levels of hype. But because it's the University of Florida, because they have those freaking orange helmets, because of our history of Peyton Manning and just always, I mean, hell, we beat him one time since I. Since 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 oh five, my God, one time because of that history, it's so high up here for us. Yeah, and I just want them freaking just just the most beat down of all beat downs. I've said I want to make us look like Florida. I want us to make Florida look like that crazy lady at the end of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where she they like shove her face in, light her on fire. Several of their glass. I mean, I mean, I don't want that to actually happen to the players, but in a way, like, like symbolically on the field. Yeah, we I get it. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I'm not calling I, a murder. I'm not calling I, a murder. I hate. I, I won't do that again. No, but that that's where your that's where your mindset goes. You you hate Florida so much. 
You I hate them. Hate them. You hate them because every year it is just we should beat them. But Billy Napier had a couple. Where did he come from? Louisiana, Monroe, uh, or Lafayette? Yeah, Louisiana, Lafayette. He, he was at Alabama. And I think cool. he's from Tennessee and Georgia. Yeah, he, Billy Napier is from. Uh, yeah, he's from Tennessee. Um, yeah. Anyway, but he just he doesn't. He looks like he's lost. Does he look like he's lost when he's on the sidelines? I just think he's a first-year coach, and like, yeah, this is the issues here. I mean, I, I wouldn't say lost. Like, I'd say Shane Beamer looks lost. Now, <laughs> Shane Beamer looks we'll, lost, we'll, lost, we'll, lost. We'll get to Shane Beamer. Don't you worry. We uh, always <laughs> make time for Shane. Okay, We're Tennessee <laughs> fans, so we we, we think no, about nothing but Shane Beamer, as most South Carolina fans will tell you. But their coach sucks. But um, but um. Yeah, I don't know. Napier doesn't seem lost. I mean, I don't think he's a great coach. I, he just seems like a eh. he he has his you know robotic tendencies, but he's also kind of real in some ways. He's just he's just he's like a carbon. He's a very bland coach in my mind. Like he's not too not too robotic, not too personality driven, not too like normal. But he's somewhere in all of that middle. You know, it's just yeah, it's it's boring. Honestly, he has a buzz cut. It's boring. I, you, I think you have to watch out for, of course, Anthony Richardson's legs. We talked about that. You got to contain them. I, uh, you got to watch out for, for ETN. Nothing. Yeah, you worked out with Anthony Richardson is his tackling ability because when he throws you an interception, which will happen, oh, he he gets tackles a lot. He has more. He has four tackles this year, and zero touchdown passes. So that's a guy you don't want to see when you intercept the ball. Joe Milton is a backup and has three three more touchdown passes than him. So is that it? That that, <laughs> that, that is that is the stat. Tavon Jackson does too. Oh, Tavon Jackson also has more touchdowns than Anthony Richardson. Speaking of Tavon Jackson, he looked comfortable last night. I know it was against a crappy team. Uh, pretty much their backups with our backups, but he looked pretty good uh, when he took us all the way down the field and and ran that ball in, but let's get back to Florida because I hate their guts. I hope the worst for them. And I hope Tennessee beats the absolute dog piss out of them. I hate Florida so much. I, I need every single person listening to this podcast. I said it early, get your ass to Knoxville. This has to be the most intimidating atmosphere in the history of college football, especially for Anthony Richardson. Like we just mentioned a little while ago, he's been at home all See, like every game this year, he's he's played at home. He hasn't witnessed anything. He's not going to witness anything like this in his whole college career because this is going to be the most raucous, insane, chaotic crowd that I think we will ever see in Neyland right now from, th- from that date to this date. I-, I just think this crowd is going to be on another planet. I mean, well, it was on the level for Akron, so yeah. I'm going to say it's going to be on the level yeah. for Florida. I think it's a safe bet. Okay. Just, just, I think, I mean, there's people buying tickets for thousands of dollars. That's not a joke. That's really happening. People are paying prices. They pay for cars to, to go watch Tennessee play Florida. I, I just, I, I had some extras and I sold them to a guy from Indiana and I'm just like, people are coming from all over. Yes. It's, and when speaking of Akron, you talk about the crowd when we, when me and you walk down to all the way down to the to the pretty much the first row of the end zone to to sit down in our seats, I looked up and I turned to you and I said, "Dude, look at this!" It was completely full upper deck. I I haven't seen that. I have not seen that in the longest time. That that place was packed for Akron. For Akron, these people are hungry. Our fans are hungry. We are hungry for something, and this this is why I think I I, do, I don't want against Pitt. Tennessee came out a little shaky at the very beginning. They came out a little a little. They wanted to do too much at the beginning. They were overthrowing passes. They were dropping mm-hmm. easy catches, and I, I I don't I go back to the to what I said about the Pitt game. The things that happened in that game are setting up nicely for the things that could occur in this Florida game because they've seen those things happen. They know what the the anxious feel feels like. 
And I don't think they're going to come out like that. I think they're going to come out with their hair on fire, man. I think they're going to be wanting to just bury them in the dirt. I, I this team, this these players don't know the the mindset in the in the mind games of Florida. Heupel doesn't know that. I mean, if if he ends up losing this game, it's going to start to get like that. The monkey on his back. He's this is this a must win for Heupel? I'd say so. I mean, it feels like a must win. I mean, yeah. I don't want to know. I mean, he'll still have a job if he loses this game. He'll absolutely. Oh, yeah. And and if he goes six and six, I think he'll still be here. Like it's not. Wouldn't say it's like a must-win game. Like that. I feel like a must-win game has to be like, okay, this guy has to win this game, or he's lo- or he's losing his job. That that is a must-win game. Like oh. uh, Nebraska with uh, Scott Frost. That was a must-win game against Georgia State or Georgia Southern. So it's okay. not a must-win, but it's like. Uh, this it's could be there. a turning point. Mm-hmm. And but I love Josh Hall for this reason. I don't he might know the history. I think he knows the history of Tennessee, Florida. Surely that's been drilled in his head by now. But it just doesn't seem like the type of guy to ever let that bother him. I don't feel like he overthinks anything. He doesn't view anything more than just a, the next task, you know? Well, here's and, the thing. Here's the thing. We've since before Josh Heifel, we had Tennessee blood running through that program all the time. And I feel like that was the mindset all the time. And this is a new thing. You have Danny White. You have Josh Heupel. These people don't care about about the previous regimes. They don't care. It's not in their head like the previous regimes. I mean, you, you you had people from Tennessee that were literally in that program from day one uh, after Fomer. I mean, it's it's the same. You had like T. Martin. You had you you had Philip Fomer. You just had people there that were scared, that were involved for life, that have been there forever, and and they know. Oh, here comes Florida, and you have that. You have that sense of. It, you you have that sense of it's 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 great. You can feel the body language of those people because they know. They they have BVS battle ball syndrome exactly bat battered ball syndrome yeah and case in Bible school I have a very bad case of BVS okay well you have a very bad case of BVS and it's never going away maybe unless we win national title for fifteen years I don't know <laughs> I mean I don't it's hard to that, that's hard to wipe out your DNA uh, it's like AIDS <laughs> I just. <laughs> Your examples are quite aggressive tonight. Oh, I, I let. I, oh, I had a really bad one earlier, and I didn't let it out. I'm so thankful I didn't. I would have been shut down. Um, this, this podcast was immediately just gotten like blacked out. I. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk about something too. Uh, I want to talk about. I'm not calling Josh Heifel a genius. I'm not calling him. I'm not calling him a genius, but I got to bring up this point. Of what happened in the game yesterday, which I feel like is kind of a genius, offensive-minded type of thing he threw in the game. When he threw in that option pitch play, he only ran it twice, two or three times the whole game. I think it was twice. Um, because when you're inside the same, sometimes you can't see you know, what the exact play is or what the play is. But I think he ran that option pitch play twice. He did that on purpose because Florida is going to watch that. And that is one more thing that they have to prepare for. And he has mm-hmm. never ran that. I have never seen him run that. Even watching him at UCF, never seen him run that. And that is a true, when you have your players all out wide, your wide receivers all out wide, and you run that option pitch play, that's a bitch, man. <laughs> That is a that is something that is like that is something you put on film that but Florida has to worry about now. And, and I think that's a genius offensive minded thing that he did because now Florida, when they get down to the goal line, has to worry about the option. You have to worry about an option play. Mm-hmm. So I think he threw that out there. So Florida is has something else they have to worry about. And I think that's genius. And he did it the week before Florida, which is weird to me, <laughs> which is very weird to me. How he did that the week before Florida. Man. And it was, and it was Samson. 
insane. I love that guy. Holy crap. I, I think that guy is going to be great here. Yes. I, I, I don't know. And he wasn't an early enrollee. He got here in August. That guy got here in August and he looks like that. And he was a he was a four star by two four seven, but most websites had him as a three star. I mean, the guy just looks huge. I mean, or just he's, he's perfect a, he's size for a running back. Stout. Stout. Just he's looks like stout. a guy that's gonna run between the tacklers. I can't wait to see him after a year in the weight room. I mean, my God, that guy's gonna be a beast. He's it, gonna be it, and the perfect running back for this system. He's gonna kick ass. This is so much fun. Yes. Oh my I, god, I, I want to beat the hell out of Florida. Holy crap. <laughs> I, I I do. I do too. So I, get that. I want to do it every day. I, just, I hate him so much. We have Josh Heupel every game this year. And what is Josh Heupel known for in the first quarter? Just going full speed, just taking what, shots, kind of sometimes. The highest scoring first quarter team, one of the oh. highest scoring team first quarter scoring teams in the nation. He hasn't done that this year. I think he's going to do that to Florida because Florida's defense is very vulnerable. Very vulnerable. They're very vulnerable. There are openings in that defense that he is going to pick apart. Mm-hmm. Pick apart. I mean, I think he's going to wear that. I think he's going to wear the defense down. And it's, I think our defense can keep them. To like maybe under twenty points. I mean, I don't. I know it sounds crazy keeping Florida under twenty points. It may maybe it won't happen, but I don't fear their receivers. I don't fear their running game. I don't fear anything about that offense. The most thing that scares me is how their quarterback can do stuff with his legs, and we've always been beaten by dual threat quarterbacks. But I just don't fear it. I mean, I don't know who they got as backup, but I'm assuming there's a reason he hasn't seen the field yet. I I just man, they they have not had one game where they didn't struggle at all. Like they've they've trailed in every game they played, I think. Jay Fowler, nineteen eighty two on Twitter, he brings up the question. I don't know if you can answer this because I don't really know. Uh he says, Hasn't Florida been kind of, you know, uh had trouble with the option, basically, is what he's saying. Like trouble like they have trouble defending the option. I haven't watched enough Florida, so I, I don't know. I think Utah did run a lot of that. I think Utah is kind of known for a little bit of that. You know, they're a team with less talent, they gotta make up for that some ways so i think i do remember that some so probably yeah maybe that is something we're setting for florida i mean i wouldn't hate it it's a i don't like running it though because it kind of scares me you know just tossing the ball out there i just i've, no, I've never enjoyed mm-hmm. that feeling until the guy actually takes off running yeah i've seen i mean hop, dude hop, we have hop go, go ahead we haven't even played good yet you know we have no. not played good. We the one big game we had, we had a block punt, a fumble, uh, just so many. And our quarterback was his, he was just overthrowing guys in the first half. I think he came out too excited and just started overthrowing people. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be the game where everything just starts to click and and we start hitting all cylinders. I really hope it is. That's what um, Hopkins Hopkins tailgate chimes in again. It says Florida will make us pay for our special teams' mistakes. Maybe not scores, but killing the clock. I'm going to disagree with that because they fixed it this past game. I know they're playing a, a, a smaller opponent, but I feel like they were sharp, very sharp in special teams against Ball State. I mean, um, mm-hmm. Akron, sorry. I feel like they – I, I know, but I feel like they worked on that, and you could tell. They were very sharp, very – one point, and it's that was only one game against Pitt. I get that, and that was our only like true test. But it's an easy fix, and I I, I think they probably worked on that a lot since that was one of their major problems in that game, and they still won, like you said. But we can't play that way against Florida special teams. I agree, um, but. At the same time, I, I think they kind of they're, they're, they 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 kind of fix that kind of stuff. They uh, they they're going to work on that. They already have. You can already tell. So, uh, like I said, Josh Heupel's not a dumb coach. He's a smart coach. He doesn't he doesn't he doesn't, he doesn't rely on players to make him look like he's competent. I just think he's very competent when he's coaches. So, man, this game is just so big. I I think. And plus, I mean, Florida doesn't have the D line that uh that Pittsburgh did. Pittsburgh is known for the D line; they're known for that. And uh, I'm sure they're 
probably the same thing with attacking special teams. They're just known as getting off that line and charging ahead. It's just something they're they're known for. And Jay, Fowler, Jay Fowler on Twitter said Akron almost blocked a punt during the game. Oh, but he said he said it was later in the game, but they got back there. I get that because it's like a a you know backup special teams offensive lineman and stuff like that. But um, but like I said, they're but like I but like I said, they're going to. I'm pretty sure they're going to make that a, a big big talking point. And do you remember I, that? Do you remember that punt we almost blocked against Akron? Hmm? Well, the one the guy he's he's swept back, flipped to the side. Yeah. I've never seen him do that. I probably do that in my life. I've never like you sometimes think he might do it, or you think why doesn't he just do that? You know? Yeah. That's where if that might be a thing, punters just start doing. I bet that's gonna be a new trend going forward. That punters just start trying to deke guys. It may blow up in their face, but then again, the punt might too. So, um, <laughs> I mean, that's essentially what happens. Yeah, but but going back to Jay Fowler's point, I I think that there's gonna be a big time talking point this week and and you saw it in this game with all the starters they it was pretty well protected uh yeah i i think i think they'll be fine i hope they're fine but i think i think they're gonna be they're gonna be okay so but i'm just i'm so ready to see i think think tennessee's gonna come out hot man i just think they're gonna come out blazing they're gonna come out firing it's gonna be one of those things where joss heupel hasn't played very well their team his team hasn't played very well in the first quarter and i think this is gonna be the game where they play well in the first quarter and they they're gonna hopefully set the tone for what Nealon is gonna be for the rest of the night so even if we did start making mistakes like we did against pittsburgh I'm not that worried because Florida is not. I know it's crazy because we don't have that deep of a roster compared to you know, most teams, but Florida, Florida really doesn't have that deep of a roster. If we get their second teamers, you know, start actually wearing down their legs, yeah, they. I don't think they're gonna hang with us, especially on defense. They have about 25 guys that can actually do anything, and I just there's so much going against Florida in this game. If we don't come out, if we come out and throw three interceptions, okay, then we can probably lose that game, but. I just think we're so much better than them at pretty much every position that we should handle them. Yeah, you know how, I how mean, the game goes. we've had we've had a lot of teams that have been better than Florida, and we've clearly lost. But yet again, I think that Josh Eiffel being head coach, these players being fairly new to Tennessee, they don't care about that. They, it's not in their it's not in, ingrained in their in their brain in their head. How how big? How big was Jalen Hyde having a big game? How 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 big was that? The game Huge. before Florida. How big is that? I mean, he had a big game last week. I think the the Pittsburgh game. He um, he had more receptions than any receiver is, since twenty thirteen for Tennessee. Okay. He had sixty six yards receiving. I believe. I know even bigger today. I mean, even bigger. I mean, that guy is a big part of this offense. Honestly, so far this season, he might be even bigger than Cedric Tillman for this offense. So far, he's well, been the most reliable so far. Yeah, Cedric has had a few drops, uh, dropped a touchdown. Of course, yep. I don't. I mean, I, it's hard to say. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna jump out and say that. Brew McCoy kind of disappointed me a little bit. He dropped some passes. He had a, he had a good few drops. Prediction. Just, prediction. Brew McCoy is going to be a stud against Florida. I could definitely see it. I mean, stud. he's he's it's the most athletic guy. He has more NFL talent than anyone on our team, I think. That body, he's just he's a giant, man. I mean he's going to be very hard to stop. So fast and strong. That's like those are two things. Like yeah, I was like he plays in Alabama. He really does. I went back and rewatched some of the Florida USF game and their defense has gaping holes. Florida's defense will give you that Jalen Hyatt across the middle type thing. And if they give that up to Jalen Hyatt, then you open up for Cedric Tillman and Brew McCoy on the outside because Cedric Tillman, he hasn't been the most reliable receiver this year. I don't know what he's if he's dealing with like it, what well, he's been dealing with injury since the first game. Because when we went to the first game, I said, "Oh crap, he's limping." That was like the first possession of the game. So I think he's been dealing with this nagging injury for a while. But if you get Jalen Hyatt going over the middle and those slant passes, and you can say what you want. Uh, he's so fast and all that stuff, but that's where he belongs, in my opinion. 
He belongs over the middle. He belongs streaking over the middle, catching it and going. He can beat you deep. He can 100% beat you deep. But when you throw it up, he's not the kind of guy that goes up and gets it. That is Cedric Tillman and Brew McCoy. And if and Cedric Tillman can beat you short and gain a lot of yards, and he can beat you deep and score a lot of touchdowns. Brew McCoy is the same way. He'll catch it short and gain a lot of yards, and he'll run past you and beat you deep. So if Hyatt, I think Hyatt getting kind of like more involved in this offense and showing what he can do last game, that is huge, man. That's someone else. It's kind of like that. That it's kind of like that option pitch play I just talked about. That's something else that Ford has to worry about now. They've got to worry about someone else besides Brew and Cedric Tillman and Squirrel now. Squirrel, just you got to worry about Squirrel. <laughs> this is maybe the deepest receiver core we've had since I've been a fan. It's easily. deep. Maybe the it deepest is. since 2001. I don't know. Um, when was we had Dante and Kelly Washington, other guys. What did um, you say? What did you say to me last night? We're sitting at the game, and Cedric Tillman kind of goes out and listen. Cedric Tillman, I remember what you said. And I kind of I agree with you. We don't agree often, but I agree with you on this one. We don't agree often. No, we never agree hardly. But no. but Cedric Tillman went out and. Listen, Cedric Tillman is a huge key to this offense, a massive key to this offense. But you mentioned a second ago depth. If he goes out, I am not like so worried that we can't make plays. I am not. We we're so deep. Do we need Cedric Tillman? One thousand percent against Florida. We hundred percent need him. But again, if he's not like a hundred percent. You don't feel it's not like 2012 where Justin Hunter went out against Florida. And you're like, oh, we're screwed now. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. screwed. We're screwed. This game's over. It's not like that. It's like, okay, someone's going to step in and ball out. It's 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 amazing to have that depth. Amazing to someone else can step in and go right down the field just like the other players can. It's it's awesome to see. It's fun to see. We have so many weapons. Imagine if we just had like a elite running back. Man, this offense would be just simply unstoppable. Which I'm not saying like we have no run game. Small played okay, got it, got hurt. Is okay apparently. Um man, I hate Akron. Screw those guys, man. Oh, they they were, were diving, they were diving at our knees at every play. Like, fuck you, man. I mean, just that, that, that's so like I don't know if Moorhead has some had some beef from uh, on us from his time at Mississippi State, and just I don't know, it's such a it's kind of like a douchebag thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I agree. You probably know Hypo from Missouri. Um, it was but, very uh, dirty. Um, uh, Josh Hazelwood on Twitter chimes in. He's actually tweeted this in before we even started talking about. It. He said, "Hi, coming a lot makes me feel better if Tillman can't go versus Florida." So there's another one. He he sent that in before we even started talking about it. So, uh, yeah, that's a good good point, Josh. It's a solid point. If you can't go, I from what I'm hearing, he's okay. Yeah, he's okay. So but good. he ha- but he hasn't been okay the entire season. I don't care what anybody says. He's limping all the time. He's he's very very tender footed uh, most games because there's there'll be a tackle. He he lands awkward when he catches the ball and he goes up. He lands weird. And I think that's why his his ankle gets rolled up on and all that stuff because when he goes up, he lands almost like his feet are together or they're too far apart. It's he lands weird. But I but I agree, Josh, uh, that Hyatt coming alive uh, makes me feel a whole lot better if Tillman cannot go because that's just someone else you have to worry about. And I totally agree. But uh, back to your point about Akron being dirty. Yeah, they're very dirty and. Uh, Palmer is probably probably done for a while. Oh uh, yeah. If I must say. It's Palmer, wait, right? Wasn't it? Which what which wide receiver hit him? Uh oh, for for Akron? No, for us. Our guy just laid like five blows in his face. Oh, I think that was 
Is that Callaway? That it was, yeah, Cal- it, it was it was Callaway. Sorry. Callaway why, does, or... why in the world did I say what's his face's name? Justin yeah, Josh it, Palmer. I yeah, I don't know why. Well, uh, I, yeah, I thought you were watching yeah. the Chargers game or something. Like, uh, no, 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 no. Like, uh, no. Is he, is he I, a, I don't know. No, I just had a brain fart. But yes, uh, Jimmy Callaway. He's good. He's in the doghouse. He is definitely in the doghouse. Ho- uh, Callaway or Holiday? It's one of the two. I forget which one. Hopefully, it's not. Holiday because he returns kicks. Jimmy Holiday did not do that. It was Callaway. But like I said, it's hard to tell. It's different, and you can people can correct us all day long. But it's like different when you're at the game and you can't see everything happen. You see stuff happen, but you don't really know what happens until yeah. you watch it on TV. And I haven't really gone back and watched the whole entire game because I didn't get back to a little bit late today from uh, from Knoxville. But I have to go back and rewatch the whole game. I watched all the highlights, and I remember. You know the majority of the highlights, but I have to go back and watch the game. But you can't, you can't really tell when you're at the game. But uh, yeah, he's he's <laughs> he's gonna be yeah. done for a little. Yeah, bit, he so. he was hitting like he was hitting like he was Joe Mixon, and that, and it was a woman who just kind of pushed him. Yeah, it was like Mike Tyson out there in the second round of a fight or something. I uh, I don't know, but the, but the Jalen Hyatt performance is is huge. Uh, what what do you think? How is Anthony Richardson going to react to this Nalen this this upcoming Saturday? I, I like I said, he hasn't played an away game this year, and I don't think he's going to play an away game that's aggressive. I think it's going to be louder than Oklahoma was in 2015, and I just think it's going to be what what do you what what is like what do you do if you're him? Because it's going to be violent, violent I mean, in there. If you're him, you're just gonna you're just gonna stick to your game plan, I assume, and try to operate it. I mean, if that's you can do, I'm hopefully the noise doesn't bother you that much. I don't know. It's gonna bother him though. It's got to. I mean, it, it's the 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 thing about this this game and and the the violent nature of of the crowd, which it is, going to be very. Very hostile and violent sounding on that field is he's not Baker Mayfield. No, he's no, not he's... Baker Mayfield. He's not Baker Mayfield. And Baker Mayfield was shook. He was shook. The number one overall draft pick in the NFL draft was shook against Nealon. And we don't have an idiot as a head coach. He is somewhat, somewhat competent. He's, he's, he's not even somebody. He, he is. Can you, imagine if, can you imagine if Hypo was the coach in that game? I mean, we would have put, what, 40 on the board. Oh, my goodness. It would have been insane with the talent that he had on that team. But but Baker Mayfield's not walking that door, and Anthony Richards is, is not Baker Mayfield. He doesn't have and any Baker Mayfield in him. Some some he, players have a little Baker Mayfield in him. This one guy has no Baker Mayfield in him. No. And I just think that it's going to. He's going to have to throw. He's going. Is he going to break off long, some long runs? Yes, he's going to break off some long runs. It's going to happen, but let him do that. I don't care. Let him do it. I feel like we're making this Florida team out to be the worst team in history. Like, yeah, they're not they, they horrible. Got, they got a couple paraplegic back in the backfield. They, 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 uh, but na- know, name some players on this know, team right now. They're, uh, their 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 whole safe their whole uh, backfield just doesn't have legs. I mean, that, that can't be good. <laughs> But uh, you know, I'm I, I'm serious. I'm so name person. players on this team Nathan besides <laughs> and ETN and the running back. That, name some players. Their their receiver core is damn near pathetic. I mean, that is comparing it to ours is like comparing this the the greatest what's that great receiver core? Uh Patriots of like oh of 2017 versus a high school team. I mean, it's it's un, it's not even comparable. It, it, how much better we are wide wide receiver. Uh, maybe they got a better starting running back. I'd say I take an ETN. But outside of that, I, we have better O line in my opinion, better D line, better backfield. I mean, I love this defense too, man. And I love that Juwan Mitchell got to play a lot. He played a lot against uh, against Akron. Uh, I heard there was a possibility that he might have been suspended for the first two games. That was why he didn't play, not an injury. But I don't know. Yeah, because we were sitting there and you were like yelled out, like, there's a sighting. There he is. 
Uh, he has made an assignment. Like, he, he is there. He was the new J.J. Peterson. Except yeah. Now, now he's well, He was there, though. He was there. He was a big deal when we got him transferred because he was led Texas in tackles. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, um, Vime was yeah, saying we should just win that game. Who, who do you think will be the game day picker? That's a good question. I want my game day picker because I'm a little wrestling nerd to be Kane. Him come out in his, like, full costume. Yeah. <laughs> Like the whole like fire like boom like the fire that, like that would be badass. That would be cool. Like him coming out as actual Kane. That would be really cool. I I think the planet, not even planet, but it's just the, the the whole entire Knoxville would go batshit crazy if Dolly walked out there. <laughs> oh my god, Dolly walks out. That's what I want. I mean, that, if, you have to make that happen. You have to make that you happen. Gotta make it happen. I mean, what could she? I mean, sure she's busy, but I mean, come on, Dolly. Her, you live right her, down the road. Corsa would be so cute together too, and like oh, be, yeah. they they play out that on on previews for the next like twenty years. <laughs> okay, if, so if there's really those two. Yeah, I wouldn't hate Johnny Knoxville, but because I mean I know he has Listen. like a, that thing with uh, Pat McAfee or whatever with WWE. Uh huh. I mean, I wouldn't hate that. Uh, I, I don't. Okay, I I don't have some hatred for the guy. I don't care for his music that much, but I don't. I don't have hatred for the guy. But I really don't want it to be Morgan Wallen. Okay, I don't I want it don't... to be Morgan Wallen or Kenny Chesney or anybody like that. Good God, it's Kenny Chesney. If it's Kenny stuff. Chesney, I will throw my. I will just jump off the. Just, just bring no one. Just bring I will, no one. I will look at our tailgate. I'll run out and just dive into the uh, Cumberland, and just that's it. We're done. I. Uh, we're losing um, to Florida if you if you pull Kane Chesney out there. I, I mean, I'm yeah, sorry. It, this is as written in stone. There's been too many, too many music guest hosts on game day. They they can't do it again. You they had Luke cannot, Combs last week. Yeah, you can't do it again. They had Luke Combs last week. They they had what's his face that weird rapper guy. I don't even know who he is. Yeah. Uh, and oh. then who who they have the previous week. So stop the music trend and just bring us Dolly Parton. She's never sang a song in her life. Bring me Dolly Parton, Kane. <laughs> Art, hang on, real, real quick. Is 49, do 49ers have a buy? <laughs> 49ers have a buy? Bring in Jawan Jennings. I mean, that would be... <laughs> I mean... That would be wild if they brought in Jawan Jennings. I mean, but I don't think 49ers have a buy. But it would be wild if they did. Well, I've but, heard a lot of uh, Tony Vitello. I wouldn't hate that, but... Oh, I wouldn't either. I, I want Tony to tell to be have an appearance, but I want the guest picker to be, you know, someone that is you don't see, ever see, you know. Yeah. Like I yeah. I wouldn't hate Vitello. I'll lose my mind. I love it. Love Vitello. Everyone loves Vitello, but uh, yeah. I really want it to be Dolly Parton. Like that would make every the whole nation love us too. Like no one hates Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton may be the most universally loved person on the planet Earth. I mean, seriously. Uh, it's so um, hard to get like it, it, at this point in our country. This country's never more divided, and yet everyone loves Dolly Parton. She might be the only person equally loved by each side. I swear to God. Yeah, you just can't hate her. She's so nice. <laughs> she's so nice. She's Dolly. I mean, she's like perfect. Okay, just do so, the right thing, ESPN. Do the right thing, Dolly Parton. Do the right thing, Tennessee. And if you even think about, if you utter the words Kenny Chesney, I will pull. <laughs> I, I won't go the game. No, I'll go the game. But I'll all right. Stuff. So, quick question: What would you do if it was Peyton Manning? <laughs> I'm fine with it. I don't believe in the Peyton Gerson. I don't I'm believe not, it either. I don't I'm believe in it either. Until it happens but again, I'll, I won't believe it. You know how the internet would go if Peyton Manning was the guest picker on College Game Day. We would. They would burn to the ground. They would burn to the ground. Yes. Twitter yes. would be unbearable. Twitter would be <laughs> a shit show. It would be a shit show. It would be a very it was it show. would be a shit show if Peyton Manning showed up a college game. Have you heard these people that are, are mad that we got the game day site? They yes, want over, it to be over uh, Kansas and Duke. Over Kansas and Duke. You yeah, think this, you think this is not basketball. You think your ESPN's going I I'm I'm so happy for Kansas that they were able to beat Houston and West Virginia and be undefeated going into their game against the Duke Blue Devils. And I'm happy for Duke that they're able to beat Temple. And uh, somebody else. Okay, but no, they don't deserve the slot of the number 11 team in the country playing their most hated rival of recent recent history. They don't deserve that. 
They don't deserve a fan base that will pack a 102,000-seat stadium. Do you know what would happen if you put Neyland Stadium in Lawrence, Kansas this weekend? It would be the same crowd. It would have been 40,000 people that they would have got at their game. That's the max for Kansas. I'm sorry. It's, it'd, be, it'd be unjust if they got that side over us. I know App State was just the host. Well, guess what? App State, they're a lot more fun town than, than Lawrence, Kansas, I'm pretty sure. Everyone saw the videos of Boone, and Boone's you just know what? for being. I'm loving App State. Everyone loves App State. You can't not what? love App State. Who would ever put App State on their schedule? Why would you ever want to play them? Did you see if that you're end a, of their game? Yeah. Oh, I mean, just that was ever. wild. I love the, it. The hype is never ending with App State. I just, you can't hate them. I you can't them. hate them. They're awesome. Their jerseys are awesome. <laughs> There's their, their atmosphere is awesome. Their, where they play is awesome with the mountains in the background. And when they always show that, 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 that picture of their baseball stadium with the, with the, all the mountains and stuff in the background, it's just, it's an incredible place. Boone, North Carolina is, looks like an amazing place. You just can't hate App State. You cannot you hate them unless you they're on your them. schedule. Unless they're yes. on your schedule. Then, then you I hate them. them a lot. I hate them a lot. I really hate the Mountaineers. Like, just like um, uh, Loyola Chicago. Everyone just loved Loyola Chicago until you play Loyola Chicago and you're like, I hate these guys. I really well, hate these guys. They, they I, hate, I hate Sister Jean. Yeah, there you go. They don't have a Sister Jean. I'm sorry. It's a. Well, there she is, sitting there, just clapping away. Yeah, I get it. We get it. Say Shut she's up. old in time itself. Yeah. All right. Last question. And Tennessee loses. <laughs> Last question. Um, to close out this podcast, because next week's podcast, regardless of what happens, is going to be a big one, because it doesn't matter if we win or if we lose. It's going to be big no matter what <laughs> holy crap i i, I you're stopped to think about what if we lose it's so it's so scary i know i know but it's a thought because there's a 50 50 chance that that happens so no it's not <laughs> but right we're right now it's I think an 80 it's a 90 10 percent chance i'd say well i think right now it's a 70 no 68.5 or something percent chance that we win i think BGI i can't remember had an 87 percent chance we win well, it's probably gone up since I left Knoxville again this morning after watching both teams last night. But final question, what what do we have to do? What's one thing that has to happen to beat them? Like what uh, has to happen to where we just beat them? Harass the living hell out of Anthony Richardson. Don't let him don't let him pick you apart with his legs. Just keep just dragging with Tyler Barron, Brian Young. Jerry Banks just 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 get his ass to the ground. And we've done that pretty well. Well, who's the most mobile quarterback we played? I mean, slow is what mobile. Uh I I'm and you can't even talk about the, the last two quarterbacks we played. I so mean Akron got first... pretty Akron got pretty fast. Yeah, I guess. I mean, they, he they was scored, fast. They scored six points in two games. I don't know if they'll go there on. Well, I know, but he, he's still pretty fast, so he's he rather fast. He's going to be transferring from Akron to somewhere. I'm just telling you that right now. Uh, he gonna stay, he's not going to stay at Akron. He's gritty, man. Uh, so you think that we have to harass Anthony Richardson is what you're saying? Yeah. we got to make his okay. life a living hell. I would have that line, giving his ass to the ground. Get his ass to the ground. Wrap him up. Toss him down. We've gotten a lot better at tackling this year than we were last year. I went back and watched that Kentucky game last year, and our guys just tackle so much better than they did last year. And Josh Heupel – I think said in one of his pressers that's they that's something they've been working on a lot this offseason. They are just well coached. That's what coaching is. Yeah. Previous coaching regimes, it would be the same mistakes over and over and over again. It's the same BS over again. You're not seeing the same BS over again. You're you're seeing progression. You're seeing players getting better. They're not getting worse, or they're not staying the same. They're all getting better. Who's who's the guy on our team? Is it Hennon? Is the guy on our defense? Is that his mm-hmm. name? Hennon? Is that is that the guy's name? Oh, uh, oh sorry, well, I'm, I'm blanking. Hadden, 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 Hadden. Sorry, on, Hadden. sorry, Hadden. That guy, that guy is a monster of a player. That guy wants to kill people. 
And I love that guy. I think he's going to earn a whole lot of more playing time this season. Had uh, that guy just pops out on tape when you're watching him. But for my answer to that question that I just proposed is, I think Tennessee's got to come out hot, which will make the atmosphere pure hell for what you think we should have to make this game the way it should go for us. So you think that we should make it pure hell for Anthony Richardson. I think that we should come out. We have to come out and get on a roll early to make it pure hell for Anthony Richardson. Because if those kind of just two and two, they coincide together. They, they are, they almost are one. (laughs) Yeah. You start out hot. Anthony Richardson is not going to get hot. He is going to stay cold because that crowd is going to be a living nightmare for him. It's going to be the loudest atmosphere I think that we have ever witnessed inside Neil. And I know that's a lot of people are like, that's over-exaggerating. I don't think it is. This fan base is ready to explode. They've wanted this for so long. It's a different feeling. It's not the same feeling. I could be eating crow a couple of years from now, but I don't think I will because it's a different feeling. It's not the same. It's it's just different, man. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying I, I was around 2016. It feels similar to that, but even a little better. I don't know why. I think it's just because we're so sick of what we've been seeing. Like there's even more desperation and more state pride today. I went out in town like Chattanooga and Cleveland and I saw more orange than I have seen in the last 10 years. Maybe I've never seen like flags flying everywhere in people's cars. I mean, I haven't seen that in forever. Uh, we went to a farmer's market and everywhere was just Tennessee guys, ten- Tennessee shirts. Like people, you don't even see wearing Tennessee stuff. I went and like this shop had nothing but Tennessee, like jewelry for sale. I bought Kayla some earrings from there and it's just, it's just, so much orange, like orange in your face, orange everywhere you look. And that is what life is supposed to be like living in East Tennessee. <laughs> That's what it's supposed to be like. I am to- so freaking tired of seeing Alabama fans, seeing Georgia fans, seeing them walk around, wear their stuff with pride in my malls, in my restaurants. I, it makes me angry. Like, this is not my people. You're not from here and you shouldn't have this much comfort to wear your stuff. And I don't know if we're going to beat Alabama or Georgia. I don't think so. Alabama looks beatable, but I'm not going to come out and say we're going to beat them because that's just, I, I'm not going to say it ever until it actually happens. You can say whatever you want, Rainy. <laughs> but, uh, I, I won't say we're beating Alabama until it's got to happen some year, man. It's got to happen sometime. I've seen us beat Florida and I've seen us beat a better Florida team and actually, actually a much better Florida team than the one we're about to play. And I've seen, Worst Tennessee teams. Oh, I guess not. I can't say I've seen a worst Tennessee team beat Florida, <laughs> but, but uh, cannot cannot say that. <laughs> but um, okay. So here's something to go along with what you said a minute ago. You said in 2016 that you haven't seen this much hype around something or a game or situations like this, and you felt the same way. Here's why I didn't feel that same way. Because I went to Gainesville, Florida in 2015 and watched our coach botch an entire game at the very end. Completely destroy anything we had going. Just botched it. And we had, there hasn't been a moment yet. I hope there isn't. In Josh Heupel's tenure here. He's only been here for a year and a half. But Bush Jones was about the same same point in his career, a little bit longer, maybe two years. Josh Heupel isn't an idiot. He does the simple stuff on the goal line. It was like watching Florida State the other night with Mike Norville. They were on the one-yard line, and they kept running this trickery stuff. Like, just run it up the middle. Bush Jones was the same way. Keep it simple, stupid. Josh Heupel, when he gets down there, he keeps it simple. It's nothing difficult. Your players run the plays, and they're probably going to score because it's easy 
just easy play calling. It's simple calls that are going to more than likely work every time. And that's the difference between 2016 and right now. Again, I could be eating crow in a couple years, but that is what I think it is. He hasn't, Josh Heupel hasn't had a moment where you're like, this guy's an idiot. What, what? Butch, your, Butch Jones before 2016 had several of those moments. Oh, yeah. Butch was a, I mean, he made Justin Worley run off and throw a suited for a guy like, like Cam Newton or Josh Jobs. Yeah. I mean, and he's like, yeah, you do it all with your feet. Uh, that's not at all what I do. That's not what I was recruited for. That's not my type at all. No, I don't know another offense, so you're going to have to work it. He, like, he's, he's the type to throw, try to put a square peg in a rectangle hole. It's just not ever going to work, man. Um, he, he, he overthink everything. But Hypel yeah. um, is the type of guy that just take, you give him these parts and like, okay, I'll do the best I can with what I have and try to make everything suited to what kind of talent I have. Like I, I remember the uh, Pittsburgh game. I think all we, like we ran a lot of simple packages because Joe Milton only could throw to the tight ends and or something. It, it just it, you can tell the packages changed when Hooker went in versus when Milton went in, like big time, because he works with his parts. He knows what's going to work with this guy. He knows what that guy's comfortable with. It's and our the things that scare me about this team are just like not being on their game. Really, that's the only thing that scares me. When Hooker will overthrow a pass or. Bird McCoy will drop a pass, yeah. Or, or Princeton Fant will just get blown up on a block. Those are the type of things that scare me. Run game not doing anything. Those are the things that scare me. But I never fear. I don't know, even if those mistakes happen, I think we can play play good enough to. Or I, I don't think it'll kill us. I think we'll still win the game, even if we make some mistakes. Last last point, and then we're gonna give our final score predictions. Uh, we're sitting here critiquing the number 11 team in the country. And that is a good thing because we have, we're so desperate and we're so in that realm of just the past. It's being a Vol fan. Listen, we won 63 to 6 last night and we're critiquing it. That's good though. That's not a bad thing. If if we're we're not bashing them, we're not saying, oh my gosh, what a dumb call, what a stupid thing, what a what an idiotic play call, what a what you know, so on and so on. We're not doing that. We're critiquing the play, what needs to get better because we're good. Well, I don't, wanna, I don't want to. I don't want to put the cart in front of the horse too much. Okay, we still got a lot of proving to do. I, I get that. Akron I, and Ball State, and we struggled a lot with Pittsburgh, but it was mostly at our own fault. So there's a. I, I mean, get we're number that. eleven. We're number eleven, and we deserve to be number eleven when you look at college football. We definitely I, deserve it, but I'm not saying we're proven yet. We I, are. Yes, we, we're I, number eleven I, team in the country, and I think we deserve it because look yes, around college football. But I didn't. Hell, I did the not, team above I did us, not... Arkansas. The team above us, Arkansas. They were trailing by ten in the fourth quarter to an FCS team. Yes, uh, yes. And I and, and, and that goes to my point. I I I get what everyone's saying because of our past, but this is a good football team. They're a good football team, and what Josh Heupel has done in a little over a year is so impressive. He's took nothing and made it into something. This You can't say, oh, we're playing Tennessee, whatever. You can't say that anymore. If you are an opposing fan, if you were a fan of someone else, and you play Tennessee right now, what would you say? It's like that offense scares the living life out of me, and their defense can get to my quarterback. It's scary. They're scary. Exactly. So play oh the God. other way around. Play the other way around. Can, okay, okay let, 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 let's switch the universe for a minute. Let's pretend we are. Let's pretend you know we're Tennessee fans. We're in, and uh, but you switch the teams. Like we have Billy Napier, and the, our teams looked like how it's looked like in the first three weeks. How do we feel right now? Scared of shit. 
oh, we know we're getting our ass kicked. We we don't even have any hope. We don't. We're gonna. It's we're gonna watch it like we watch Alabama. You know, we watch the mm-hmm. Alabama game. Like mm-hmm. those years when you're going to Alabama, you're like I really don't even want to watch this, but kind of feel like I have to. And then it's like twenty-one nothing by the first quarter, and it's like mm-hmm. right, I'm good, I'm good. that's 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 my main point. And again, it's Florida, so we'll see what happens. But that's my main thing. Reverse the roles. What do you see? You're a Tennessee fan, so you're going to see something different than everyone else sees. That's my main point. What if we're up like 35 points in the first half? (laughs) I'll be just, you would have to shoot me to bring me down. I mean, literally, you will have to do that. I, I will be in a mode that I have not been in in my life. Okay, maybe since uh, Drew Gilbert hit the home run against Wright State, that was the only comparable moment. Okay, like of excitement or I've, but the beauty the beauty of Josh Heupel's offense, you go up by so much early, and it's just like it's relaxing the rest of the game. You know, you're just enjoying yourself. It, yes. when he has a the game plan go the way it should. I yeah. mean, it is Florida though. It's Florida. It's Florida. It's Florida. So you gotta keep that in mind. But at the same time, do you though? Do you have to keep that in mind? You don't. Or, are the That's players main, saying that? Are the players that, saying that? Themselves? They're not. Oh, it's Florida. Oh, it's Florida. They're, they're not. That was my main point earlier. They're not. This team and this coach is not. They don't yeah. care about that. There's no UT blood in the office or on the sidelines to give that body language of like, man, this is Florida. You better, you better. It makes them nervous. There, there's none of that. There's none of that. And listen, last year, real quick before we wrap up here. Last year, I know we lost and it wasn't pretty. We were we, we were a team that had no idea what we we're doing yet. No, but no. but that was the worst the be- game played of the year. That's the worst game the played be- all year. At the beginning of the game, they weren't scared of them. No, they weren't, and that's the same team. I just don't think they're scared of them. They don't play scared, man. They don't hesitate. They just do it. And Josh Heupel has got a just a set of balls with the stuff he's how aggressive he is i mean that guy is aggressive and it is incredible to watch he doesn't care about running the score screw you i'm gonna run my offense i don't care who's in there i love it i freaking love it when they announced we were a seven point favorite over pittsburgh that scared me a little bit here's why they got pat narduzzi as a head coach that that guy has been there for almost i mean maybe 10 years now and he recruited every guy on the roster and they're known to be this this physical club who just you don't want to give them a feeling that they're disrespected because he'll go in there and know how to motivate that to their guys, you know. Yes, yes. They, they have you as the, they're thinking you're losing a team ranked below you by seven in your own house. Like he knows that's going to rally his guys up, and he knows how to get to them. Billy Napier, first of all, I don't think he has that good a team right now. I don't. He, he has a thin team that has some talent, but not much of it. And for stars, he's been there. Less than six, what seven months? He's mm-hmm. been on the job. He didn't recruit mm-hmm. any of them, and they got like eighty assistants there. It just feels like, I'm assuming, I'm pretty sure it feels like this ain't my family. I don't. This isn't a guy I've been trusted my entire career to. I right. committed to a different guy, and I, I'm not saying Billy Napier is like a guy who couldn't do that in, in a short amount of time. Get that relationship. I don't think he's like a bad relationship guy like Brian Kelly, but, but I just. I I don't think he's amazing at it. I don't, I don't think he's I don't think I don't think it's possible to get your guys like to be able to rally like that unless you're like an interim or something. Totally get that. That makes a hundred. That makes a lot of sense. And they're going into your house. They're going to be a hundred thousand people screaming their ever living life out at you. Like when I say they'll be screaming, I mean, I've I've been to a Florida game and I leave my throat hurts so bad. My ears ring. You know that ring, my throat you know, hurts. You know that weird sound in your ears, not even the ringing, but the weird sound in your ears when you walk out of something that loud. It's almost like a silent here. It's like you're hearing silence almost because you're so so, so used to be so loud that your ears are like doing the opposite thing. And it's like quiet. It's this such a be weird. so loud that if you're standing like in Bristol Motor Speedway, I think you'll still be able to hear the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think you'll hear the states over, man. All oh, right. Man. I just want to beat the little hell out of Florida. I cannot wait till next week. So let's do this real quick because 
it is a mere five days away, and I can't freaking wait. Austin, your final score. Tennessee 52, Florida 17. Whoa. That is crazy. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's a big time score. You are really heated up right now. I've got uh, 42-23. I was going to go 38-23, but I think Tennessee will score something late. So, I want goal or a touchdown or whatever. I, I want Mose Phillips run through the rain. I want a John Ward's voice. It's a downpour. Like, I want to make that feel like it's been, it's the 30th anniversary of that game. I wish it were raining. I honestly do, but I, I don't know if that works with our team. If we no, had like a, if we had like a rain. monster, if we had like a monster running back, you know, Derrick Henry or something, then I'd want it to rain. But if we don't, you then, don't yeah. want it to rain because Anthony Richardson can run. Uh, but the forecast I looked at today is high of 84, low of like 55 or something like that. Sunny all day. So it's going to be a nice day. Get your asses out there. It's a nice Better day to kill. There. It's a nice day to kill a bunch of football gators. You know, it's, it's just, it's the perfect weather to see them, their ass get smoked on the football field. It is. It is. Coast around circles around them. Joshua Heupel. You're not talking. Sorry. No, I got it. No, something that messed up my headphones. But anything else before we get out of here? No, let's just be living out of Florida. Uh, I love and, it. Uh, let's not talk about the Titans game. Anymore. <laughs> I don't really care about that right now. <laughs> we'll deal with that. We'll deal with that uh, tomorrow. But... Anyway, it's been a good, good podcast. We'll be here again next week. And, uh, Hopefully we're talking about a win, baby, because Neil is going to be deafening, and I cannot wait. Anyway, I'm your host, Randy. You want that awesome? We'll talk to you guys next week. God bless. Good night, and go balls.